All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a new episode here. We're talking about something that's been bugging me in My Hero Academia. Now, before I begin, I would appreciate if you uh, recommended our podcast to your friends, if you like it. Uh, if you have any suggestions, please don't hesitate to message me to tell me what would you like to hear more about, um, what do you like about the podcast, what don't you like about the podcast, and just, you know, support. You know, all I want from you guys is to, you know, help me grow bigger and bigger because, uh, frankly, you know, <laughs> of course, I'm putting a lot of energy into this podcast and I want to at least be able to see it grow. Now, uh, in order to uh, for you guys to send me any messages that you would like, I would put it in my uh, description of the podcast, so don't forget to check it. That's my email right there, and I would like to hear your feedback. So, let's get on to My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia is probably one of the most well-fought and probably really well-designed manga and anime. They actually have a great story, they know what they're doing, and, well, there's a lot of influences from here and there, but it seems it's very much uh, dependent on itself. So, what do I mean by those things, like inspiration and stuff? Horikoshi is a big fan of Western culture. In fact, he loves uh, superheroes, and you can see it clearly in the manga and the anime. And you can actually see that he loves those characters. So, something that should be of note is that, while I think he does love the comic books, but there's something that might be influencing him far more than we even realize. To be honest, there are a lot of influences in My Hero Academia. One of the biggest ones could be Metal Gear Solid. In fact, to me, it seems that Toshinori is acting like um, Big Boss, and Nana Shimura is just like um, Boss herself, and it seems that maybe we can say that All for One is like Cypher. Now, what are the perils that makes me think that? Well, the first one being that Toshinori doesn't exactly have a family that we know of. He's been trained by a very strong woman, just like uh, the boss. They have a mother-son relationship. They love each other very much. And then, of course, we have Gran Torino, someone who was good friends with boss. Now, many people might say that, what if he is the cipher? But I don't think that because, you know, he's not betraying Toshinori anytime soon. But we have somebody else who has a close relationship also with Nana Shimura, apparently, and, you know, has lived for a long time and is really powerful and is sworn enemies with All Might or otherwise known as Toshinori. That would definitely be all for one. He's definitely something like Cypher. In fact, Cypher actually lived up to 100 years old if you follow the Metal Gear Solid franchise. So... It makes sense that he can be Cypher. Now, these are some really vague yet interesting parallels, but to the gaming community, it can be really obvious. For many people who don't even know Metal Gear Solid history, 
it might not be that obvious, but there might be some clues for them to know. I mean, it can't get more obvious for those fans. But there is something else that also bugged me in the anime. Honestly, I haven't read the manga's old chapters. Uh, I've been reading right after the uh, final episode for season 3. I started the manga from there. So, I've been catching up again by watching the whole three seasons in a few days. You know, just because I had nothing else to do. So, it was really cool, but something came to me that made me think that maybe my previous um, thought that um, someone like Aizawa could be the traitor might be actually wrong. Now, I was really hell-bent that Aizawa was the traitor. But I saw something else that made me realize there is someone else who definitely can be the traitor. Now, who's that? Believe it or not, I think Midoriya is the traitor, but not on his, but not on purpose, not, uh, he's not, it's not his fault. Now, why do I think he is at fault? He is the traitor. Well, I remember in season three that All for One said, so your, um, Successor is Izuku Midoriya. And all, all my seems really shocked. And I was shocked too. We, just watching that episode again made me realize that this is weird. How did he know? Like, what gave it away? So, is there any way for him to know? Then I realized Midoriya might actually, you know be a little bit of a special case from everyone else. Now, why do we think that? There was once a theory going around that Midoriya is the younger brother of All for One. And given the latest manga chapter that we see All for One saying, I'm talking to my younger brother, and Midoriya feeling weird, people are thinking that this might actually be the case, that Midoriya might be revealed as that. I don't think so. In fact, I think Midoriya is a special because not even All Might was able to go into that strange inside world of One for All. He said, I just went there one time. But Midoriya has been able to go there at least two times now. And one of the times he actually talked to One for All. The first user, actually, the younger brother. I'm going to call him One for All. So, what makes this... Um, Something that I can actually say that Midoriya is the traitor. One thing only. In Harry Potter, even though not many people understood at first how the hell did many of the villains know where Harry was or something was happening, they had no idea. They later on found out that it was Harry's fault because of his connection to Voldemort and Snape trained Harry to keep Voldemort out of his head. Of course, Harry was a horcrux, and, well, basically, that connection was made anyways. So there was no way Harry could just shut him out at first. He needed to learn how to do that. He didn't even know that was possible. None of us knew. So it was weird. 
going into this. Nobody thought this would happen, but it did, and it was weird. Now, I'm thinking the same thing is happening with My Hero Academia. The Midoriya, because of his power uh, that gives grants him one for all, that is probably why that basically everything goes wrong whenever he's around. Why would I think that? One big reason. They probably didn't know that Midoriya was the one with one for all. However, they attacked a facility, USJ, where they thought All Might might be. They thought that, you know, basically All Might will be there. And they thought he is there, but he wasn't. So how the hell were they led to USJ facility? Because of Midoriya. If All for One has the connection to One for All, if it can access the inside just like uh, Midoriya can, this means that he knows and can sense that energy. So he knows exactly where they are. When they first attack USJ, they were like, where is All Might? We knew he would be here. And they were prepared. But then they don't see him anywhere. But who's there with that same energy? Izuku Midoriya. Next time, again, they are um, at the uh, facility for, you know, the training facility in the woods with the pussycats. And again, the villains attack. They know exactly where they are, even though nobody else knew, aside from the teachers and the pussycats. Those energy readings come back again. The other one would be going to the mall. Again, somewhere that they just knew? I think that basically All For One is feeding information to, to, um, to Shigaraki so that they would know what's going on. Now, how did All For One even know that Midoriya has, the, has One For All? Well, one thing would be that, you know, he didn't know exactly at first. But then, seeing his power in the um, sports events, he probably could guess that this amount of energy is not normal. Something that many other people guessed and couldn't really figure it out. So Many people just came out and flat out said to Deku that your power is very much like All Might's. We had someone, Todoroki, say, are you his love child? There are many people that suspect so someone who created this power would definitely know if or not this is real. So All For One definitely knows that Izuku has that power. And after the USJ and his suspicions, it became a confirmation. Then he knew that this kid has that power. And he would be a great way to just attack everywhere. And basically... Kick the crap out of all of them. Just wreck havoc. Now, something that would be even weirder would be that um, somehow League of Villains knew where to go when uh, the whole the, this whole team attacks the uh, Chisaki's 
undercover operations and stuff like that. They knew where to go. They actually sent two of their people. And that was weird how they knew. Of course, Chisanke could have called for them. But at the same time, they could have known thanks to Midoriya. Now, my idea is Midoriya is becoming far more vulnerable with this quirk. The more he taps into that quirk, the more vulnerable he becomes, the more All For One can actually read his mind and understand his feelings, things like that, to manipulate him. I believe that Izuku should not look more into One For All, regardless of what he might find. Because the more he does All For One, the more All For One will actually find out things about Izuku and everything the more dangerous things will become. This relationship between them, like Voldemort and Harry, is definitely not weird. We've seen it before. But what is weird is how, basically, how um, this is going to get explained to everyone. And how, you know, similar it would be to another big franchise. This, this is what makes it really weird. Because, to be honest, My Hero Academia has had some, you know, nods and references to other things, but never a direct inspiration. Of course, then we can point at Metal Gear Solid. But at the same time, this is much bigger. So, I don't know if this is going to pan out or not. But, if it does, this is my idea. All for One definitely has access to One for All. That much is proven thanks to the latest chapter. But what goes on is that I think he will actually tap again inside that. And Midoriya, thanks to Shinzo, will probably, you know, tap into this thing again. And when he does, All for One would control him or do something to him. I'm sure something terrible will happen that will stop that competition. This is my idea. That competition will not finish. The final battle between Class 1A and Class 1B will not end. Something will definitely happen that will just disrupt this whole thing and they have to cancel it. And it will have to do something with Midoriya of all people. And something that maybe All Might won't be around for to see. Or maybe he will be. Depends on what he does when Gran Torino calls him. Now, I believe that this connection is hazardous to Midoriya. He involuntarily has been the target and misuse of a bigger villain than everyone else. And... He has been the traitor without himself knowing. This is a big deal to the My Hero Academia fandom. It it makes things much weirder than it should. So, while I'm pretty sure this theory has been thrown around, that they have a Harry Potter connection sort between them, but at the same time, I think that you know this might be much more complicated than we even think. That inside of One for All is something that has yet to be explored completely, and there's many secrets just inside. For example, I believe that One for All 
gets stronger each generation. It's not a strong quark on its own. I think that when this quark was born, you know, it wasn't something strong at all. But when it was passed on to many people, then slowly it got stronger and stronger because it hardness what power they already had or how far they took that power. So my imagination is that the 100% that Midoriya will one day reach will be far stronger than All Might's 100%. In fact, I believe that 100% that Midoriya has currently, like he thinks is 100%, is not 100%. I think that the only reason he breaks his bones at what he thinks is 100% is because his body is not yet completely adapted to this quirk. So that's why he keeps breaking bones. The more he works on it, the more he uses, he finds the more he masters it, the more powerful this quirk will be. All Might gave his quirk to him. He now has access to it, of course. And the more he works and more um, he masters this quirk, the more powerful this quirk will become to the point that maybe 80% of um, Izuku will be 100% of All Might. Now, why do I even think that All Might never tapped into the 100%? is that because the doctor in one of the chapters told us that it's rather impossible to tap into the 80%, sorry, into the 100% because our body stops at 80% and the strength we get is hysterical strength. All Might might be an exception, sure, but at the same time, he might not be. He might be using all for one, sorry, one for all in a different way than everyone else. So my idea is that his Detroit smash every time he gives it, if it, if it is at full power, it's his full power of 80. 100 and maybe even more would be when he used that power against all for one for United States of smash. One for all is pretty strong on its own apparently, so they don't need to do it every time 100% like. They can do it less. And of course, we've seen the 100% of Izuku when he fought Chisaki, and that was one hell of a fight. That 100% was not the same 100% that was used against someone like Muscular. The 100% that Izuku used on Muscular could not beat him, so he had to use 1 million percent. That 1 million percent was really powerful. But then we have that 100% that he used against Chisaki. With Eri's help, of course, so he wouldn't break. That was one hell of a thing. So you cannot say that these two were on the same level. Of course, you might say that, yes, he's mastering it, he's training to become better. And yes, that's the point. This 100% keeps getting much stronger. And that definition of 100 keeps getting, you know, on a higher bar. It's not the same 100% that we think it is. Because if that 100% of the flick of his fingers, you know, was the maximum, then you cannot simply say that that flip, uh, flick of a finger is the same energy as the punch. Because we see that kind of a flick of a finger in one of the chapters against this villain before the uh, cultural event for UA. It might not be the same strength. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's even stronger. But as far as I know... 
it's definitely not on the same level as that one. That one was capable of destroying ice walls, sure. This other one was way more powerful. Controlled and powerful. Power is not supposed to be about destruction. It's supposed to be that control and the damage that it can do in a controlled environment. And we see what he did. This is my idea. I think that Izuku is perhaps trying so hard to move forward to the point that he, you know, he doesn't see the dangers. Of course, he doesn't see the dangers thanks to his broken bones, but the main danger could be the more powerful he gets, the more mass, the more he masters this thing, the more all for one is gonna have a field day controlling Izuku. Next chapter can't come soon enough, but there's a lot of things that we still have to think about. And my ideas are simply that we're just going to see an explosive chapter in the next one, an explosive story in the next chapter. It's going to be just fantastic. There's a lot to be explained, and I can't wait to hear their explanation. All for one moving slowly and... The jail is getting, the prison is getting really uh, raunchy on what he's doing. Things are not going the same way that they should. All for one is definitely gearing up for an escape. And imagining his escape, it would only come with a huge event. Let's just hope that he simply, you know, doesn't destroy everything. <laughs> So, anywho, thank you guys for uh, joining our episode today. I hope you guys had fun listening to this. And I hope to hear from you guys as to what are your ideas. What do you think will happen? And whether or not, if this can actually happen, that you know they have a connection, a secret connection that nobody else had. And that Izuku's, you know, um, inability to control one for all at a good state makes them so vulnerable to everything that is going around so thank you guys for joining i hope you guys again enjoyed this episode i hope you will help me with growing this podcast and i hope to see you guys very soon thank you guys for joining